I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Royal Sports World Grand Prix on Sky Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Fallout Bar here for night number two of the Ball Sports World Grand Prix. And what a night of action it has been uh, tonight from the OD team, joined by Scott Mitchell and Cam McFarlane. And of course, as you can see in the bottom left hand of your screen, the lovely Sarah Kinsella from Boyle Sports, which is where we're going to start for the evening because she has lots and lots of work to do, being the title sponsors. Is busy work, is it not, Sarah? It is indeed, but it's worth it when you have such drama like we did tonight. Um, we weren't disappointed at all. I mean, I'm just reading Michael Van Gerwen's tweet there. Actually, he's angry and disappointed that he didn't win tonight. But um, look, it's just mad the way things went tonight. And we got some great content from a sponsorship perspective. And as I said to you earlier on, I don't know whether it's a good thing or bad thing that all these top players are getting knocked out so early on. It might be good for our anti-post book, but... Um, it's certainly not good for the event. You want to see these top guys in there right up until the end, you know. So, look, I'm going all out for Johnny Clayton now. He's been backed into 10-1 to 1 from 16-1 to 1 after his win tonight on his birthday. 
I thought he was very, very good. He came off afterwards, actually. He was like, my hands are shaking. He was really, like, nervous. And you think playing as long as he's been playing that you wouldn't really get nerves like that. So, um, look, I just think he's a top-class guy and he's playing out of his skin. So I'm going to tip him up at um, 10 to 1. I'm going to go through a few of the market movers with you. I'll go through the guys yeah. that played tonight first. So we've Rob Cross, 16 to 1 from 66. Uh, Christoph Rajetsky is 16 to 1 from 40. Vincent Van de Voort. I got great crack out of him actually in his interview. That was the first time he I ever He loves him. a quip in his interview. He does love a quip. Yeah. Absolutely loves a quip. His first line to me was, I will try not to insult you. I was like, no, go ahead. <laughs> no problem. Like, you know. Start the day off right, Vincent. Well done. Well done, man. Oh, no, he's, he's, he was it. They actually warned me beforehand. They were like, he could be liable to say anything, you know. But no, he, I got on ground with him. Um, his price has been cut into 66 to 1 from 150. Johnny Clayton, as I mentioned, 10 to 1 from 16. Ian White, uh, how cool was he tonight? 22 to 1 from 66 to 1. And Darius Labaneska, 66 to 1 from a massive 200 to 1. Danny Nolan, 20 to 1 from 100 to 1. Look. Just so much movement, and obviously Gerwin Price is shortened now as well with all these top class guys gone out. So Gerwin is now fifteen to eight favorite from five to two, and like our special offers that we're focusing now for the rest of the tournament, full house price boosts on every player in every single match. And speaking of full house, we're after giving now two thousand sterling to the Parkinson's disease because at the start of the competition we said for every full house that's hit. So for anyone that listening and doesn't know the full house to win the match most 180s and highest checkout we were going to donate 500 pounds there's been bloody four of them like come on sorry get your checkbook out like honest <laughs> to god yeah so two grand already obviously jose de Souza, stephen bunting johnny clayton and danny noppert so yeah two thousand quid in the pot now delighted for the parkinson's disease look it's a great cause and it's it's worthy for sure but uh, we'll have to order more trophies, lads. But um, yeah, Definitely. what a nice... Come on my way as well, if you want, just for being a star host. <laughs> yeah, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Absolutely. Not for God, One more thing, Sarah, I'll get your opinion on it. We've lost some big names tonight. You mentioned the full house with Danny Noppert. How awesome would it have been if MVG had fired in that 170 for the nine data, though? I know, the whole press room, like... They got up off their chair, like on the, you know, and it was like, oh no, but sure enough, that's that's why we love this sport is because of the drama like that. You know what I mean? And it's it's the uniqueness of this individual tournament because it's the double start, double finish. You're gonna have things like that. It's like Phil Taylor. He's won this competition so many times, but he's also gotten knocked out in the first round so many times as well. Yeah. So that's the beauty of it, and that's why we love it so much. You know. Perfect. Thank you very much for joining us again this evening, Sarah. We will see you Thank again you, tomorrow night and we will let you get back on with all the important things you need to do while we talk nonsense for the next 40 minutes. So enjoy the rest of the evening, Sarah. Thank you very much. No problem, lads. Thanks a million. Thank see you, you soon. Thanks, Sarah. Sarah from Boyle Sports dropping in with all the latest prices for us as they are the title sponsors and, of course, supported us throughout all of our work this week. Uh, I suppose I should probably say a proper hello to you two now. We'll start with you, Scott. How are we, buddy? You've got some dirt on your screen, mate, but we'll we'll move past that. Yep, very fresh. Shout out to the girls. Uh, I'm a little bit upset. There's a lot of comments about her nice accent, and I don't think I've had one comment about that in the full year that I've been here. So, well, but there's a reason for that, mate. But yeah, I don't want to upset the others. So the glass not quite getting the charm, but not all good, mate. All good. Scott, if, if you want us to lie to you, we can do if you want, mate. But. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, my Eagle needs it. The Scots need that after tonight. That's rubbish in Mancunian. I'm not Mancunian. I'm well, I am now, but you're something. I'm just not sure what the adjective is. No, and northern, um, where we can't say on here, so um, but we'll just say northern and move on, <laughs> move on quickly. Um, talk through and in terms of review and four to preview tomorrow absolute seed again and last night we went in complete reverse order tonight we're going to leave game number eight for a little bit later on in the night but we are going to start with uh game number seven of the evening um fresh from a game where he should have beaten michael van gerwin in the european tour just a week ago there was serious questions especially by us last night about Danny Noppert's ability to get over the line against one of the big boys, Michael Van Gogh in particular, Scott. But he did it in some fashion tonight, didn't he? He deserved it. This is this is the way to beat Michael. It's not it's not like Michael missed truckloads the doubles at the end of the race and he sort of nicked them. He had the control of that match pretty much from the first from the first start. And he had to survive a, a barrage there and mentioned the, the missed bullseye for the, the nine data, but He's, he's deserved this for a while. His four game has been fantastic all year without really making it past the quarterfinals, I don't think. But Danny Noppert has been playing well for the full of 2021. And he has actually beat a, a big scalp on stage. He beat Gerwin Price at last year's match play and it was similarly good then. So he does have a big performance in him. I just hope that he has a big run in him now. And the way that the draws opened up, it, it could well come this week. Yeah, completely great. I mentioned it with Sarah, mate. How close was that nine data? Seen a couple tweet it. Would it have been the greatest nine data ever? Because I saw a tweet from Chris Murphy to contradict this, saying it was only the second closest to MVG's best one because he missed that double for the second back-to-back nine data previously, if that makes sense. Yeah, the the second one, if he'd done two in a row, that's... Yeah, probably a it's a different step, but <laughs> would he again. would his one at the at, at this event been better than Brendan's was? I don't know. It's it's close, isn't it? Like we've never seen a nine data on a one seventy to have to hit no. a double start. The one seven one as well, which makes it even better because everybody knows how big of a fan of the treble seventeen segment I am. Also, Darius Labanowski is the second most yep. accurate seventeen hitter. Also- the world Bre- finishing on a 170 would have been just ridiculous, wouldn't it? It would have been ridiculous, but Brendan's at this one was also ridiculous. Like to hit a nine dollar at a double start is magic anyway. Like Yeah, when it did exactly the same thing in exactly the same route in exactly the same game. So this one probably would have been just that little bit better because of the route. I'm not saying the prestige of being just because the of the fish, it, yeah, just the because of the fish, I guess, yeah. would have been the best we've ever seen on TV. Yeah, just because of the fish, it's different, isn't it? But, yeah. but also the fish probably is slightly easier than the one six one because you stay at the same, you stay at the yeah. same treble. Yeah, but you have to hit the treble seventeen in the visit before anyway. So you know, yeah, which yeah, is it's more a bit than the one eighty. So you know, either way, any of them are magic. Like, anyway, yeah. Very, very good. Um, we're in for a very, very busy night, but we and we probably shouldn't have spoken so long about the nine data because of how busy tonight is. But we do have to talk about another incident within this game. It's already stirring up a lot of interest in the chat room and a lot of interest on Twitter tonight. Sarah mentioned it also. 
about the clips that Ball Sports managed to grab for their social media, tonight, or shall I say Twitter, because everything else has been broken. If you don't know that, you live in a All hole. Day. Yep. Um, Danny Oppert and Van Gerwen, no love lost between the former World Cup pair. Um, in the first set, Noppert was a little bit frustrated by what he thought was MVG stamping on the stage, making a bit of noise. Wayne Mardles defending it, saying the stage does creak a little bit. But if you watch the video, he is in the include in exclusion zone, Scott. Where do you stand on it before we hear what Danny had to say about it? Um, I don't think MVG would do that. I don't feel as if maybe six months ago when his form was dipped and he felt like he needed to get an extra 1% or 2%. But I think he knew he had the mental edge and not. But anyway, I don't think it's anything. And not to start anything, but I've seen him do it to Fallon Sherrick a week or two ago anyway, just his toes peering over the exclusion zone anyway. So I don't he's not, think... He's not the first player. He's not the only player. No, plenty not. that are borderline on that map. Ours is very similar when we see the online darts live league, although that is extended due to COVID restrictions previously, so players are allowed in a little bit. Um, and Danny Norbert has previous, sorry, I know there's a time thing, so I will rush, but Danny yeah. Norbert has previous of having a little moan at the end of games. He won the prize two years ago at the Grand Prix for his antics. And he also yeah. had some needle with Darren Webster in a year or two for the exact same thing. So the, the, the boy who cried wolf, I don't know, but I do like him, but I don't think there's anything in this, to be honest. Yeah. Let's hear what Can Danny Norbert has to say about it, and then we'll hear what Cam has to think afterwards. Let's hear from Danny Norbert. Go on. But uh, first, I want to say uh, we have some troubles uh, in the first set, and uh, yeah, I say to him, uh, "You're stepping on the on the floor when I'm on a double." And yeah, we make some uh, words with each other uh, after the first set. But uh, yeah, do you feel he was doing it deliberately? Yeah, yeah. F- for my feeling, it it was, but he say, um, yeah. I think like a player like Michael, he doesn't do that. But for my feeling, it was. Interesting, interesting. Danny clearly thinking it is deliberate. Why did Danny keep bringing it up? He won, move on from Rose. <laughs> it just felt like it needed airing the same way that Vincent van der Voort felt like something needed airing a little bit later on. Cam, before we cut to that, you had something to say just quickly before we move yeah, on to the just, next game? I just think, like, we all know Michael, we know how good he is, but we also know he doesn't need to do anything like that. But also, if Danny thinks he's doing something like that, he's not saying that for no reason. Like, if he's in that area, and it might not be deliberate, I'm not sitting here and saying it's deliberate to do it, but he'd be if he's stepping in that gap by accident or on purpose, whatever it is, he needs to have a look and step away from it. Like, you can't be in that exclusion zone. Yeah. I, I think the stamping is, is going to be a bit he said, she said. That, that's all yeah, going to be there. The fact that he has his feet in the exclusion zone, that's a rule that needs to be observed. And at that point, you're going to get caught up in it and you're going to be in the wrong uh, we need to move on, boys, because we still have another seven yeah. games to review and a game to preview. And we're going to carry on with a battle of two former world champions. This one was meant to be, if Peter Wright turns up with a set of darts that we've seen him win a title with, i.e. the match play or the world championship, he coasts to victory. That did not happen because Rob Cross 
played very, very well tonight, Dan. Yeah, he did. And anyone that knows online darts and ourselves, I like Rob Cross. I've been tipping him for a long, long time. And it was good to see him actually get over the line for once tonight. And he looked good tonight. And Peter Wright, maybe not at his best, but if someone like that is not quite at the top level, to go and beat him, Rob Cross has done exactly what he has to do tonight. And it was a really good performance for him, I thought. Yeah, completely agree. Cam, interesting. A lot of the talk was about Peter Wright's equipment. He went back to what looked like the World Championship darts, but with his own normal flights and stems. I thought I noticed a change in Rob Cross's equipment to what looked like longer points. That changes the balance of his dart, and he seemed to relinquish it. He looked absolutely class. From, from, the tone was set from the first, the first visit. Peter goes away with a 160. Cross could be shaken at that point. He hits a 156 straight away. Didn't really bat an eyelid from that. There was no shaking moments. No real mistakes from him. And not, not any that were punished anyway. So it was fantastic from Cross. And it's somewhere with Nopper. It was mostly done that I was playing well tonight. Yeah, I can't lie. I absolutely started rubbing my hands together when Peter Wright went 160 and Rob Cross backed up with 156 to open the match. I was like, here we go. Because, Scott, it was off the back of watching Gary Anderson crush out averaging just 77 in the game before to Ian White. Cedar-Geddon started early. Yeah, that's, this one was a tough watch. And I'm not meaning to, to give stick to Ian White, but I think anyone really could have won this. He did deserve it, but it was just it was just uncomfortable to watch. It was very scrappy. If, if Gary Anderson had stepped it up, he would have won the game. If Ian White had stepped up, he would have cruised the game. But... What was it? Eight match starts Ian, Ian White took seven. to eventually win it? Seven. Two in seven. the previous leg and five in the deciding leg. So the nerves were clearly there. He's clearly not comfortable on the stage. So I'm glad for him that he managed to get the win because uh, it would have been horrible for him to lose it after being the better man. But not a good game and I don't... I don't... I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> it wasn't good. You don't have to, like, get all squeamish when you say it, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was crap. It was not a good game yeah. tonight. It was not good by either, man. Ian White back from surgery says he's pain-free now. You can catch that interview on our YouTube channel. As you can with everything else that we don't show you clips of tonight. Gary Anderson practising with Ryan. So Ryan said they went pretty well in the week. The second one going far better than the first one. But it obviously not paying off for the flying Scotsman as he is out in round one, along with his former World Cup partner, Peter Wright. They're the last two we've reviewed. Uh, we're going to keep working our way backwards uh, because this was an absolute belter of a game to talk about. Then we might jump forward to the Jose versus Glenn and then we'll finish up rounding off the rest of the night. Um, Nathan Aspinall versus Christoph Ratajski. Before a dart was thrown at this year's event, judging off their recent appearances, Nathan Aspinall was the best starter at the tournament this year. Christoph Ratajski the worst. But my God, our producer in the background is going to hate me saying this because it's true. Christoph Ratajski is a different animal on TV this year. He looks so solid, so composed, and he is going to take some stock if he performs like that again, isn't he? Yes. And um, yeah, uh, it's not a it's not a result that I want to talk about really because we all know me. We all know I like Nathan a lot, but Christoph. Like you said, looks like a different animal on TV this year. 
Like he's got over that hump of the can he set the next level, and he looks comfortable and looks like a a top draw, top sixteen TV player these days. Like, and yeah, it wasn't my the result I wanted to see tonight, but you cannot argue the fact that the guy looks really, really good. Yeah, and the second set has got a little bit of quirkiness, the symmetry of the way the legs are won. 14 Ratajski, yeah. 16 Aspinall, 14 Ratajski, 16 Aspinall, 14 Ratajski. I was literally about yeah. to make an observation about a player winning a set with the same number of legs for all three of his... Same number of his darts for all three of his legs, and then notices the opponent that done it the same. That can't happen very often before, surely. No, it's freakish and it's very impressive considering fourteens <laughs> for double start three times in a row. You have to hand it to him. But this, I'm actually shocked at the outcome of this game. Not because Ratashka won, but because it was a tight battle, intense, and Aspinall came out the loser. We don't really see that problem. We usually see if it if it gets if it gets a little tight, then he, he's the man to win it. But that last leg just couldn't couldn't get going for nine yeah. darts, I think. So yeah, yeah. that is that is the format in one that in a format. three set double start one leg decider and oh, it just it's just not there, is it? It's, it's just that's just the way the game goes sometimes. It's so hard to then get back into it. Like doesn't matter how good you are, like you straight away if they've got in and you've not, you're under pressure and it's so difficult. <laughs> And like he's such a such a punishing format. Like you got to stop saying like at the end of sentence as if you're going to carry on because now I'm yeah. sat waiting for more. I'm, like, I'm sat waiting for more. The fans want more from you, Cam, and you're not giving it to them. Yeah, we don't have to give them more, and we're going to have to move on again. Like, I say sure. like at the end of everything because I'm a Geordie. You're not a Geordie. You're, some, you're something. We've already had this conversation. You are something. <laughs> Let's jump to the final game of the night. Give this one a quick once over. Um, it, it was a really, really tough watch. And look, any other night, we probably wouldn't talk about this game until very, very last. But because it is Glenn Durant against Jose de Salza, because we have to talk about the form of Glenn Durant, that's why we're bringing it forward a little bit. Um, finish with a 58 average tonight. Did manage to get one leg on the board, Scott, but it just seems such a struggle for the man right now. Just simple. It's the same thing every single one of us has said for, for the full year. It's, it's tough to watch him. It's not nice. You know he's going to lose when he goes in. And sadly, I think I think it's finished. I don't know whether he hands in a card or whether he just runs it out till he gets kicked out. I, I, I don't see him being able to keep up with the standard. Sorry. But I think I think that's it. on the line. Yeah, he's not honest, the man. We all know the quality he possesses when he does get going. The problem that we've seen is, I I think, is that when we've seen players go on a slide, it has never been to this extent. No, Benito mm-hmm. van der Pass maybe, and um, I can't remember his name. The lad that had diarrhea at the Grand Slam. Barry van Pier. Very vampire. His average crumbled at, at times because of that as well. But, but obviously, you, you know what the cause of that is. That is completely mental. It's that Ayers. Um, I genuinely think this slide might be just too big to arrest. If he'd managed to catch it three, four months ago when he's still averaging 80-odd, 
fine. I know this is double start, so excuse it an awful lot. There was a lot of missed starts at double to start for Glenn as well. But at the same time, it just every interview before the event, every conversation on Twitter is about how he's struggling with confidence, how he just needs that one game to give it a go. And it's almost hope. It, it's not belief that that's still there anymore. And he has to find that spark. He has to reignite it. Because like I just said, without being rude, he is not the youngest man in the world. He, he, he's been in and out of darts for a long, long time, as, as myself and Jar found out when we interviewed him as part of On the Hockey a few years ago and, and did a full live story with Glenn. He's, he's been around the game for a long, long time, in and out, um, and, and found his success relatively late. But it, it's not looking good at the minute. No, it's really not. I mean, I know it's double sport. I know it's it's more difficult and you're not going to see the averages that you might see normally, but 58, like, that is that is a long, long way from the player that Glenn is. And that's the biggest thing. Like, he is quality and he's a top, top level player. But 58, averaging that in a match, double sport or not, is a long, long way from what he can do. And how does he arrest that slide? That's what I mean. I, I, I don't know anymore. We, we've seen a lot of players slide and, and never quite come back, but never to this extent. Quick word on Jose. Job done for him. He has to and will get better throughout the event, surely. But that was a case of an awkward oh. position against a friend. He just didn't want to be there, did he? No, he just wanted to get, get out of there, get it done. He did what he had to do. He will improve throughout the event. Completely agree. Three games to go for us to review before we look ahead to tomorrow. And we might even have one extra interview clip for you guys. But we're going to leave that until last because I can see the producer's currently out of shot. Bless him. He's got work <laughs> to do. So we will start with the first game of the night. Um that's not very nice, Jar. I can see that too. No one else can. And the listeners of this <laughs> as a podcast definitely can't. Doesn't know what I'm going on about. But um, you gave me the peace sign, I think, is the way to describe it. Uh, let's start with the game number one of the night. Um, a very hotly fancy Brendan Dolan, the history maker in this event, picked up some decent form in the last 18 months or so. A couple of Pro Tour wins. Changed the pace of his game. Looks like he's relishing in playing the sport again. Um, dumped out by Lucky D, D Darius Labanowskis and his double tops that I've been warning people about for a long, long time. Yeah. Scott. Is it me? Sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was uh, No, you said that there's uh, Brendan Dillon has been showing good form for the past 18 months, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. He's done pretty much nothing on TV. And this purple patch, this good form is going to dry up at some point, and it could be some point soon. And he could be looking back thinking, what a wasted opportunity. I couldn't beat Labanowskis. I couldn't beat anyone. But a good point from Craig there. It's just flash up machine. The one five six probably was the soccer punch to change the momentum of the full game. That yeah, that was a moment. I remember the yeah, a one six four. Or one six seven against Simon Whitlock at the, the World Championships to save the match. This guy can produce big checkouts at the right moments, and it's just about getting getting the consistency. To be honest, but uh, yeah, he deserved the win, and I, I don't know what Brendan needs to do. I, I, I just think it's one of their games, wasn't it? Darius had the key moment, the one five yeah. six. He played well in the last leg to get him to, well, the last set. To be honest, he, he won that three 0 He got out the blocks early and did what he had to do. I don't think it was a 
terrible performance from Dolan. He averaged 90. It's just the odd dart here and there to tighten up and take your chances when you get them, possibly in that second set. But yeah, that 156 was an absolute killer bummer. Like I said, it's difficult to say it changed the match at that point, but it definitely swung the momentum in Darius's favour, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it did. It really did. Like it was, it was a big shot, and those sort of big shots, especially in a like, it's not a hugely long game. I know it's set play, but it's still not. A, it's a short set play. That sort of thing can switch something on its head, and like it, it turns the set in someone's balance, and it just made a big difference because it wasn't just the fact that he hit that, but Brendan just missed a chance just before it as well. Uh, two more games to talk about. We're going to save the next interview till last. Why not? Let's tease it out. Let's talk about the birthday boy, Johnny Clayton, the ferret. <laughs> He's had some Welsh cakes in the back press room. He's been to Nando's and Mark Webster, who made him pay the tight so-and-so. Thanks for working with us this week, Mark. Always. <laughs> really. Um, for the 2-0 performance from Johnny Clayton, job done, one of the most professional jobs you're going to see all week, uh, 2-180, 60% checkout success. And the big one fish. We did see it tonight, and it came from Johnny Clay, and it was absolutely superb, Cam. It was. And I'll be honest, if any of us thought it was going to come tonight, there's one guy that loves a bullseye, and that's Callum Rids. So to I, do him. I received a tweet earlier from somebody telling me they had backed Callum Rids to hit a 170 in the match. <laughs> Was it the same person that tweeted me saying the same Probably. thing? Was Probably. it one of our fans on online darts? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then it happened to go to his opponent in the match to win the set. I was like, oh, yeah. uh, the second leg, I think. I feel a Blackburn fan by any chance. Yeah. Yep, I thought it might have been. Uh, yes, I got the same thing. And back Callum Ridd's hit a bullseye finish. Well, you know, that's something that he has in his locker more than probably most people. But for Johnny to do it against him, and it was so comfortable. He basically made it look like it was an exhibition match. He played really well, and he didn't have to go to his top level, but he just made it look comfortable, and he did what he had to do. Yeah, Scott, with everything else that's gone on tonight, we might get to this point a little bit later on now, but are we heading for a Welsh 1-2 ding-dong battle in the final? I think so. The, the entire half of the draw is no one's really put a performance in to scare me other than Johnny Clayton. So, yeah, jo- it's Josie Desire's a nice spoiler alert just in case anyone's not looked at the draw. But if you get through that, it, sh- it should really be an all-, all, Welsh, all Welsh final at this point. Yeah, Josie's the only seed left in the draw. And he, as, as, you, as you run to me last night, I don't really fancy Josie that much, the same as Phil Bars. So, yeah, how would take Johnny for that? Still time for that to be yeah. uh, The yes. fact you're one and two to be in this tournament are both gone already. Yes, but I, thanks. Lee Boyce as well. You're in that club. I know you're watching somewhere. <laughs> you're loitering in the background after I gave you the night off tonight. You definitely are well chuffed with that as your two finalists <laughs> are nowhere to be seen in Leicester anymore either. Packed up and away they go. Uh, final game of the night to talk about before we do look ahead to tomorrow night's round number two. Um, Vincent van der Voort against Gabriel Clemens. This, boys, 
was sneakily a very, very good game, I thought. 90 average from Van der Voort, 84 from Clemens. But actually, they both started at the similar time. They both hit the big scores and, and swung haymakers at each other throughout. It's just those missed doubles to get in in crucial moments or the odd leg that gets away from them that, that means those averages are down where they are. Yeah. And it wasn't a bad game. It was it was decently solid. But, like, how many times have we seen Vincent van, Do- van der Voort play and not hit any 180s? Like, with how how his throw is and the way he, it's so consistent, as soon as that first one goes in, it just follows it because of the pace. He's done well to go and bash that off 2 0 without hitting any one But doubles, mate. He started very well, finished six out of ten on the outer ring. Clemens finished four of six. That first set, five legs up, all five legs, first start of the double. No messing around from either. No, and that's what you think. Like, he's not usually the guy you go first to to go. If I, told, if I want to hit someone's bit of double, like, oh, Vincent, I don't know. If I wanted to bash in a 180 when I need one, like, fine, but. No, he, he played really well and didn't score particularly well, but played really well. And to beat Gabriel Clemens 2-0, who is a very, very solid player that we all know is he's not an easy man to beat ever on the tour. I think that's a big result for him. And I think it was quite impressive, actually, because it wasn't his usual... He didn't come in and bulldoze anyone like he bulldozes any arena that he doesn't particularly like. Like, he just... Played really, really solid. Look out, Winter Gardens. Yeah. Um, Scott, to you, no, no drama with his opponent this time, but Van der Voort is never one to hide away from how he feels about anything. We've spoken about this a little bit on the live lounge and I may have tweeted about it and had conversations about it in our WhatsApp, but the man went to town a little bit on the European Championship qualification for this year, didn't he? He never shuts away from from his opinion, and after a good win, he, he's entitled to do that. I don't know if he's in. He gave a big reaction after he won. It was a big celebration for Vincent Standard anyway, and I just want to shout out his one hundred four checkout after they hit the treble five to recover that eighty nine and two was class. But oh, there's who who better to tell you about Vincent than Vincent? I'm sure we've got the clip here, haven't we, go? Look at that, he's teed it up for me. I don't even have to do my job. And then I've <laughs> gone and said that line anyway. Here is Vincent van der Voort having a pop at the PDC. I mean, uh, we have so much tournaments that doesn't really matter. And that they were all <laughs> the last couple of weeks. I mean, don't, no disrespect to the World Cup or the, the World Series, but it's just exhibition tournaments. So, so it's good to be uh, back in playing real tournaments. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, but, but um, it's not like we play frequently now. It's really difficult. I mean, con- considering that uh, the European Championship is just absolute disgrace that it held the way it is. So you, you're not able to play for it. And, uh, before I say something really bad about PSG again, so let's leave it there. What criteria would you like to have seen for the Europeans? Oh, you have so many things. I mean, you knew in in March that that there will not be a lot of uh, Euro tours, so you could have done not two tournaments, but saying okay, the the, the pro tours are involved, or anything else, and you you could have made it a lot more fair. <laughs> 
He's never one shy away from an opinion. And he gave no. us many there. I wasn't expecting the first half of that clip. Interesting that he's going to make those comments on the day that the World Series uh, finals invitations are released. Four of those will be players from the Netherlands. Suddenly, I don't think Van der Voort is on that <laughs> Christmas card list. He's ruled himself out of that one because that <laughs> tournament doesn't matter according to him <laughs> and rightly having a pop at the european tour after only two events counting towards qualification and players getting in on countback because they're they played in the second european tour not the first one how it's 2021 surely we can do better than that go on scott yeah i don't think i don't think there was an easy answer to this but there's a lot more to say on that. Uh, so why yeah. don't we look ahead? Cough RVB Cough. Yeah, no doubt he will be one of them. Jermaine Watermain of the second. Uh Danny Noppert, possibly if he's not already there. Number three, and then Vincent or Jeffrey Desvan uh, potentially in the Duck. number Duck. four would be my picks for that. Uh, no doubt we will see um here, the Isle of Tiger at the Amsterdam Arena, I think it is. Uh, on to tomorrow night then, boys, and we move into the second round. I was just about to double-check the format, and the website that I'm using lists it as a best of 21 legs. <laughs> best of five sets, I'm pretty sure, is the format for round two, yeah. first to three this time. <laughs> The players get a little bit longer on stage. And there is only four games for the evening. So tomorrow we can talk about it in a lot more depth and probably at a more reasonable time of the day. Uh, game number one tomorrow night, boys. This could be very, very good, actually. Um, two players carrying a lot of form in 2021. UK Open runner-up Luke Humphreys taking on Pro Tour winner Ryan So, uh, Scott, I'll come to you first. How do you see this one go? I think all the confidence is with, with Humphreys, so I'll, I'll, I would edge on him. I would say he'll beat arguably the, the most difficult player in the first round, but it, Humphreys is talking a good game. I've never seen him talk as, as, as confidently as this, and so backed up with good form with how deal with him. Yeah. Speaking of talking a good game, by the way, chat room and, and people listening, he's another who delivered in his interview. That's got quite a few comments on our YouTube channel already. So don't forget once we're finished tonight or tomorrow whilst you're at work and you're supposed to be busy, stick our YouTube channel on and fire up the rest of the interviews that you've missed from yesterday and today from all of the players as Phil Bars down in Leicester picking them up. For us, don't forget, as we're talking through the predictions, fire in who you think will win each game into the chat room. We'll try and flash some of them up on screen for you too. And as the box says, don't forget to like today's show, subscribe to the channel so you don't miss us for the rest of the week, and comment below to get involved. Uh, Cam, where are you going for game number one, Ryan Searle or Luke Humphreys? Well, I think we all know from my past predictions that I'm a big fan of Luke Humphreys. I think he's top draw and I just think he'll have too much and I think he will edge over the line. I don't think he'll beat nobody's gonna bash Ryan Serlo but he's one of them players that will stick there. If you get into a battle he'll be there, but I think Luke will just edge him. Interesting two for Luke. I might it's gonna be a full house boys as the ball sports specialist. Oh hello, it's a bit it doesn't happen very often. 
oh, I'm going for Luke Humphreys. I just think he's just got that little bit of an edge right now. I think he, he's got that steely determination in him. And he looks like he is ready to win a big one, which is a little bit earlier in his career than I first probably thought. A few more in the chat room. Craig going for Luke Humphreys. Malachi going for Luke Humphreys as well. And he's given us the next three. So that must be the sign to move on. Game number <laughs> two. Yes, please. I'm here for this. As long as the result goes one way. Sorry, Stephen Bunting. I'm a big fan of yours. You are a great bloke and were fantastic with your time previously to us. Um, but he takes on my boy, James Wade. Um, Cam, coming to you first. Where's this one going? Well, what did you think I'm going to do? Probably go against me. because Yeah, that's what you do. your boy. No, um, I thought Stephen Bunting was very, very impressive in his first round game. He played very, very well. He tucked away Daryl Gurney in a way that none of us probably thought he would do. And I think he carries it on. And I think it'll be close. It's always close when it's James Wade. But I think he might just find it enough. I think he nicks it. I'm going Bunton. Scott, how about you? I'll back Bunton. He beat him at the Worlds. And I think other than Clayton and Gerwin Price, he had the performance of the, the first round for me. So I'll also go with Stephen. Interesting, interesting. I mean, my boy's a two-time former champion of this <laughs> event. Struggled in the first round of late, to be honest. His his first round form at this event has been dire. But once he's out of that first round, the most nonchalant nine dart you've ever seen in your I life. Love, I love that. Imagine if James that. Wade had hit the nine dart that yeah. MVG went for tonight and just walked away as if it was nothing. Yeah. Like, I love that start yeah. just coming up at the bottom there. Like, he hit one and that was it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am going for James Wade. No surprises there. But if, if he's going to lose, uh, Stephen Bunning is, is a great man and, and he's a Liverpool fan. So that will do nicely for me. Um, number three, boys. And to be honest, this might be the toughest test he faces until very, very late in the event, purely because Mervyn King is so set on that double 16. Scott, will that play a part tomorrow? Only miss it, no. Because I thought that going into the World Championships that Mervyn King would give him a game, they get rolled over. So that, I don't see why it would be any different now. I pride for steam roll and just where we're on, given price. Uh, Michael Van Gerwen lost £100,000 roughly off prize money just there. We're getting beat off at Danny Northbrook because he was defending others' money two years ago. So I think Gerwin Price is really, really good a bit between his teeth, and I think it'll be a free now. He's had a fantastic evening, hasn't he? Peter Wright was probably close to it as well. Not mm, Peter. years ago. I know he lost first round last year, so he's basically got the Grand Prix as a free roll for the next two years, as if Peter Wright needs any more invitations. Yeah. Um, yeah, what an evening that is for going Price. He didn't even pick up a dart. He's probably got his feet up somewhere. Uh, Cam, where are you going for this one? Price versus King. Yeah, I think last time we saw it, like, I just... I really like Merv, and I think he's. I'd love to see him just get over the line or something, but when it comes to it in the big ones, I think the mental side of it has just got him, and I think Price will just outdo him, and I think he'll win quite comfortably. All I know is we're going to see a lot of snarling on the stage. If this was the best of three, we'd be crying out for more just to see the facial reactions of both, because you know one's going to give it and one is going to absolutely hate it. Yeah. Um, hate Fury, boys. I think Price probably does it this time, but I'd, I'd love to see King give it a game. And to be honest, I'd love to see him just have a have a set where he starts on tops, 
Because yeah. double 16 is very, very good, but his double top to get him out of trouble was arguably even better. And that means it's going to be there to get him into the games as well. Yeah. And then he can go for the 160 to start as well. Um, final game of the evening. Um, no bias here, but Ross Smith will be wearing the online darts logo on the <laughs> once you, again. You that away from me, though. I was going to go Brilliant. Um, up against the yellow peril himself with the chizzy rascal. Every time I hear Dave Chisel's name, I want to think he's that chizzy rascal montage yeah. from the guy that is just a necklace yeah. bling with 2002 graffiti graphics. Hideous. Um, but Dave Chisnell's pedigree in this event, apart from lifting the trophy, Scott, is very, very good. Can yeah. Ross Smith upset him tomorrow? He can, but I think uh, Chizzy wins it free through for me. I don't know how he's good at this tournament, but he is. But, and he's defending <laughs> runner-up money because it was it was him that played Van Gerwen two years ago. But uh, free to a Chisnell for me. All the way. But the man who we say his action breaks down under pressure all the time is going to double start win a deciding set. It, it just doesn't make sense, but that's no. Dave Chisnell in a nutshell. Cam, for you? Uh yeah, it's, it's a really tough one because I do not understand how Dave Chesnall does well in this event. But I, am I Don't going head over heart? Dave Chisnell does well in this event, by the way. If you asked him, he'd just be like, yeah. Yeah, I know, and that's the thing, isn't it? Like, But I'm going heart over head. I say we see the online darts logo go one more round and Ross Smith just nicks it 3-2. Be a bit good that would be a bit good that the first player i ever had to work at my university in an exhibition was ross <laughs> that would be very very nice just bringing it full circle <laughs> like forget forget just on for a minute ross smith is a very very talented boy like very very nice person but a very very talented data player and one that is yeah. consistently on the rise right now and threatening yeah. something similar i think to ryan searle i don't think he's a million miles away from where ryan searle is and is getting no. a lot of talk as underrated and next up to join the top 32 big boys consistently. Um, I do think Chisnell just though, just he's just got a way of winning games at the Grand Prix, so that's where my allegiance is going to lie for tomorrow, boys. Thank you very much for joining me on the Fallout Bar this evening chat room. Thank you all as well. Uh, a massive, massive thank you to Bowl Sports for making this happen this week and all of our other sponsors to Modus, to Red Dragon, um, as those guys consistently back us throughout the year. I was a little bit wrong yesterday. There is no live league this week. You cannot tune into that tomorrow daytime. They've taken a break because the Grand Prix is on a week so you can fully enjoy what the PDC has to offer. What that does mean is you've got time to go and watch all of our interviews. So head over to our YouTube channel anyway. There will be seven or eight of them up. I'm not sure if Darius did one tonight because of the language barrier, but everybody else will have the reaction up there. You can see that Van der Voort explosive interview in four. You can see that Danny Knopper in four and all of the other winners from tonight and last night. As the box says at the bottom, please don't forget to drop us a like before you leave and make sure you subscribe to the channel so you do not miss any more content from us. We're going to be dropping interviews on Fallout Bars through the rest of the week. Uh, we'll be here for live streams of the next women's series. And God knows what else in our build-up to the World Championships, the busiest part of the year for us. No more Saturdays until the, something like the 13th of December without PDC darts. It is non-stop go from here. Um, massive thank you to Jarlith in the background as well. Some of you guys in the chat room will know 
how much we love Jai's produced the show for us. Stayed up late and he's got an early start in the morning. Um, and with that, it is time to say goodnight. Thank you very much for watching and we'll see you all tomorrow night. Royal Sports World Grand Prix on Sky Sports. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.